Welcome to the John Serenitas Real Estate Podcast. I'm John Serenitas, and I am fortunate to be joined on this Sunday morning by Nancy Safran from the Show House Staging Company. Uh, Nancy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for taking the time. And we're getting into busy season, if you will, in, in real estate, of course, now as we're in March and we're entering the spring. The spring season is typically the busiest time of the year in the real estate industry. So if you're thinking about selling your home, now more than ever, it's important to start to think about, depending on the situation with your home, how you're going to prepare it and stage it. And so that's why uh, we're having you on this week. I think it's important that people understand the significance of staging the home and preparing it to list because everybody thinks that, well, you, you do an open house, you get five, 10, 15 people come through and you have a multi-offer situation and bang, you're done, it's over and you're starting the paperwork. But it's not that easy. But before we get into that and before you give us some tips on how you guys prepare and stage a home, talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, how did you get into the business of staging and how long have you been in business? Well, I started out more in design. I had a more traditional design um, company, actually with my mother, we partnered in a company called Simply Beautiful. We worked in a lot of gorgeous homes that were very um, well designed, but often with rooms that people weren't using. And so way before functional design became sort of a trendy thing, we were working on functional design, which is really redesigning, working with clients own furnishings and helping them suit them better. Um, and then when my mother retired, I had the opportunity to either go full force in that direction or try something new. And so I learned more about visual marketing and how powerful it is and how it can truly affect, uh, honestly, how much people make and how quickly they can sell their homes. And I know the market is incredibly strong now, which has been, uh, it's been our busiest season, but it, throughout every cycle that we've been uh, working in the home staging, and that's been since 2016, we have seen unbelievable results. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you mentioned how busy the market has been and, and how it's gonna continue to be. And it's amazing because the inventory is so low. I mean, we're talking historically low inventory, but yet here you are saying how busy you've got, you guys have been. And I think it's important to realize that part of this process of listing a home, it's not just saying, okay, you know what, we got to clean up the house, we got to keep it clean, we got to move things around. It really is important to, to go to that next level and stage the home, particularly if, if the property, let's say, is vacant, if, if it's been vacated. Uh, which brings me to my next question. Uh, tell our listeners about Show House. What services do you guys provide? How long have you been in business? You work in multiple communities around Boston. So talk a little bit about some of the communities that you've worked in and why it's so important, regardless of what community we're talking about, to do this right when it comes to preparing a home. So, I mean, bottom line is that sellers will make more money if they stage their home. And that's the reason to stage. And staging, I try to you know, um, remind people is really an investment. It's an investment in selling a home. And these days they sell fast, but if you wanna make the most um, return on investment on your probably biggest investment, 
staging a home is really, really critical, even more so this past year, while sometimes people are looking primarily online before they're even deciding to go to an open house. It's no longer a, a casual thing. Buyers need to uh, sign up. It's no, it used to be a much more you know spontaneous decision. A lot of buyers are literally making decisions based on pictures, and that's where staging mm -hmm. helps the most. We create a package that buyers immediately understand and connect with. Um, so we provide owner-occupied staging, we provide vacant staging, and probably the most popular and frequent service that I provide is a consultation. Yeah, and, and I think you bring up a great point, Nancy, the, the, the importance of it because of pictures in this era of Zillow and Realtor and Trulia. Now more than ever, people are just simply searching for homes and the number one thing that attracts them to a property is the pictures. And so it's so important that you get it right in terms of preparing the home with the staging. And it's so important to also have a good photographer because first impressions go a long way. Now, it's funny because in our end of things, you know, people will will, will tell tell me on the buy side, they'll say, well, you know what? I, I really like this house. It was uh, 15, 20 pictures online and we, you know, I want to go look at it. Okay, let's go look at it. And then they get there and they realize, well, wait a minute, the, this isn't as appealing as I thought it was going to be. And a lot of times it's because the home is either hasn't been staged or properly staged. And the photographer really did a great job of presenting the home, but the home doesn't live up to the photography. And so I think it's so important that there's that balance between staging the property if you're looking to list and the photography. Uh, now, people have an idea about staging, but I, I'm not sure they fully understand it. Can you educate our listeners a little bit on why staging is so vitally important to selling your home, doing it right? And how, how do you guys go about mapping out the process of staging a house? That's a great question. And just to follow up on what you said about photography and preparation, it's been my experience and within the industry that buyers form an opinion within about 90 seconds. They walk in the door and they're either excited and they want to see the rest of the property or they're a little bit crestfallen and they start to pick off all the updates and things they would have to do in order to move in. Mm -hmm. That can really affect the price that they're willing to pay for a property. Um, so what we do is really visual marketing. When we're working in an owner-occupied property, we look at the furniture as inventory. So I, you know, I take all right off the bat, I remind people that a buyer is buying the house, not what's in it. So a lot of the reason that stagers tell buyers to edit things out is because it's distracting from what the buyer's looking for. For example, many people have invested in beautiful window treatments, but they're blocking the view or they're blocking the light. Mm -hmm. That's what the buyer is looking at. So um, my way of looking at a home prior to staging, and that's the consultation piece, is what can I do to maximize the potential impression on your buyers that you're bringing in, John? What can I do to grab their attention using just what people have? And oftentimes it's editing. It's removing a mm -hmm. lot of things um, or the scale of the furniture may not be quite right for the room. Sometimes one large piece is more impactful than lots of little pieces. So it isn't so much about whether taste is good or taste is bad. It's how can we get great pictures for you and your photographer so it does live up to the expectations of the buyers. What they see online, it should be very much even better what they see in person. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you bring up a great point about you're not buying what's in the house. If it's owner-occupied, that doesn't matter. It's really about the house itself, the land surrounding the home, the bones of the home, if you will. It's not about it's not about the couch that's in the living room or the ottoman or or what's on the mantle. Ultimately, in many ways, you have to, in your mind as a potential buyer, when you walk into a home, you have to envision what the home is going to look like without those items. But those items certainly help you make a decision as a potential buyer as to whether or not this is the right property for you. And, and I think you bring up a great point from, from the sell side of things that staging is so important because so much of, of selling your home is first impression. And again, I think we're, we're living in an era now in real estate where because homes are selling so fast and because it's so competitive and you have all these multi-offer situations and home prices, let's face it, are inflated oftentimes. Uh, I think the perception is it doesn't really matter what the inside of the house looks like or how it's staged. But again, I think that might not matter to the buyer per se, but it matters to the seller. They need to get it right in this regard, right? Absolutely. They're really leaving money on the table if they don't prepare a home properly. Our industry standards, I'm part of the Real Estate Staging Association, and we're a nationally uh, accredited agency with the National Association of Realtors, and they're saying 5 to 15% higher rate of return wow. on occupied properties that are stage versus comparables in the neighborhood that are not. So it, it's thousands of dollars, whether it's a $200,000 home or a $2 million home, it's thousands of dollars that potentially are left on the table from you know not preparing. So I think that's probably part of my work with owners is to help them understand that they are we only want them to invest in a better sale it may not be speed right now but it's you know the end result of the better offers yeah and i think that that's the name of the game because look i've seen it so many times where people especially if you're looking to list on short notice and oftentimes what will happen is when you're dealing with a client that needs to list either unexpectedly or on short notice, that they don't really want to do the work per se to prepare the house for the process. And it's like, well, listen, if you're not willing to, to rake some leaves and you're not willing to pick up some, some sticks out of your front lawn and you're not willing to organize the outside of the house and the inside of the house, well, you're not going to make a favorable impression and it's going to take longer and it's going to make it harder to sell your home. And I think that that gets lost on people. I think people look at this one of the things I found on the sell side is, is that people are so enamored with the bottom line. And I get it. You want to maximize the value of your home. But the, as you said earlier, this is an investment. This is an investment in selling your home. So taking care of the house inside and out and preparing it is an investment in selling it. And it's an investment in making more money. The, the goal is to make the money you spent back and then some. And I think that that's so important that sometimes that gets lost on people on the list side when you're saying to them, look, you need to make a favorable impression here because, yeah, the people will come. You can have 15 or two, in, in the pre-COVID days, right? You could have 15, 20, 25 people show up at a three-hour open house. But the truth of the matter is you're not going to get into a multi-offer situation if the home doesn't make a, a favorable first impression. Now, there are differences when it comes to staging. So can you explain to our listeners what the difference is between staging an owner-occupied home and a vacant home? What's the difference for them, but what's the difference for you and how you approach it? Sure. Well, 
Um, most of my properties are owner occupied. So we do vacants as well. And owner occupied means the home is still being occupied by the seller. So we're working primarily with the inventory they have, which means their furniture, we're editing. And we then bring in accessories, artwork. We create a warm and inviting impression and better pictures. And then sometimes a home has already been vacated. Either the family has left, they've moved to the next home. Um, we've done this remotely when a family is selling an estate and maybe the uh, owner is no longer there and, and the kids are selling the estate. Um, and we do flips as well. So those are investor properties where someone has bought the home and their goal is to do a really quick turnaround. And in those properties, we're starting from scratch. So you know, we really think about what are buyers in that area looking for. A number one thing I'm looking at in every home I stage right now is a work from home space. It's what buyers are immediately thinking about. How will I do homeschooling with my kids or work from home, telecommuting? So I always make sure that that's part of my staging plan, whether it's an owner occupied or a vacant property. Um, again, owner occupied the investment. It, a lot of times people are afraid when a stager comes in, they'll say, get rid of everything. And that's just not the case. Um, we're very creative in what we use. And I have all the resources. So I have movers that can move things into the garage, for example, or, you know, somewhere that you're not going to be taking pictures. We can move it off site. We can uh, store it and get it just, you know, partially stored until they find their next home. There are many creative workarounds. So depending on their investment budget, we can handle the whole thing for them and just bring in, sometimes we'll bring in furniture just for one or two rooms where the luxury level of the furniture just doesn't meet the property. You know, it might be right. dated and it's distracting and it's too big. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring in a minimum amount of furniture. I'm not looking for people to spend money. I want them to make money and then accessories. And then with a vacant home, we're starting from scratch. So I make sure there's a designated um, area that I know people often wanna know where are we gonna hang the TV? And that happens a lot in large scale, uh, open concept homes, which people think, oh, this is great, it's big. Wait a minute, there's no walls. Wait a minute, how am I gonna arrange my furniture? How am I gonna make sure that there's some separation? Because these days people want that. So I, strategic I show them that with furniture. Um, Often we'll stage one floor and the master, and we don't necessarily need to stage extra bedrooms if they're already pretty obvious and uh, you know they're clear egress areas. So we can be very creative depending on what the realtor tells us. Hey, you know, a lot of millennials are moving into this area. We'll go a little mm -hmm. more hip and modern and and young. Um, people are coming from the city. That's what's happening in a lot of like Quincy and uh, you know some of the areas that we're working closer to the city. I'm doing a more modern profile in those. Sometimes the floor print is smaller, so I wanna show them how much they can do in a smaller, a condo or um, in Braintree, we've done a, a couple of condos there. We showcase a lot of opportunities. You know, It may not look like mm -hmm. an eating kitchen, but if we bring in a bar and some bar stools, it becomes an eating kitchen, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think you bring up a great point about the, the importance of, of staging to the size of the property and the type of the property. It, it, there's a big difference between staging a colonial and a condo. And, and I think that that's important for people to know. And then I, th I thought the other thing that you brought up that was interesting is staging to the location, which I think is very important. And it gets lost on people because I think the perception 
of uh, of staging is that well you just throw a couch in there and, and an ottoman or a or a TV and and a couple things on the mantle and you call it a day. But it's a lot more than that. And I thought that the point that you brought up about staging to the location and staging to the town or the city and who's moving into the neighborhood, that's really important. Now, you guys don't just do staging. You also do styling. So when it comes to styling, why is it important to keep up with the latest trends? And I kind of want to piggyback off the point you made about staging a home in modern terms, if you will. So First of all, explain styling, but then also talk about why it's important to keep up with the latest trends. Well, styling and redesign, sort of the way I describe um, home staging in general, it's the flip side of traditional design. When we're designing for the homeowner, it's all about their tastes and their color palettes that they like and how they use the home. You know, we've done things specifically for their pets or their kids or an extended family member that's living with them. And that's where styling really helps. We'll pull a couch into a different area. We'll create a work from home space they didn't realize they had. Um, a lot of people have, for example, traditional dining rooms that are only used a couple of times a year. So we may repurpose that room for the homeowner. But when we're selling, and so that's you know where the styling and redesigning is something oftentimes actually I'll do it after I work with a client and they say, hey, I wish we had thought of those things. I wish we had done that years ago. Can you help us in our new home? And now I know their taste and I know their inventory so I can be there to help them you know, get settled in their new home. And that's sort of the styling. Um, and the staging is the flip side. It actually has nothing to do with the current homeowner other than their inventory. And what I tell a lot of people, they've lived in their home, let's say 20 years, and now they're moving to their downsizing. That means that it's probably somebody 20 years younger than them who's moving in. And that's why it's right. a beyond trend because what they thought was beautiful 20 years ago is not going to appeal to today's buyer. Today's buyers don't want big break fronts. You know, they don't want a lot of formal dining rooms in most communities. So mm -hmm. we're looking at things um, from a different lens than they are. Uh, so that's sort of the difference really between staging and styling. Yeah, and, and it's funny because especially when you're dealing with first-time home buyers, they'll walk into a home and they'll say, well, wait, you know, man, they, they need to update this house. And, you know, I uh, they're a little antsy. And it's like, well, you don't have to inherit this look. You're buying the home. Again, you have to think about it along the lines of you're buying the, the property and the land. You're not buying the look. You can change that. And, and I don't know if people fully understand the idea of redesigning a home. Why, even if you're not planning on selling, why is it important to do that? Why is it important to, to ensure that the home has a modern look? Well, you know, it's a really good point. And I've had a lot of clients contact me and say, I'm not selling yet, but, you know, my kids are in high school and I know I will be selling. And so I'll help them change the scale of their furniture, both because it's going to help them and invest uh, you know, in a better profile today, but they'll also take it with them. Or we'll make some changes in hardware in the kitchen. That's a really inexpensive change that has a huge impact. You know, maybe they have a lot of grass and it's not looking, you know, up to, it would be better to do a different brushed nickel or we'll add in some black or we'll do some very simple updates and changes. We change faucets in the kitchen. We change mm -hmm. um, hardware in the bathroom. That sort of updating styling has a 
big, big impact. It's a great impression. They get to enjoy it now. And then when it's time to go, your buyers can look beyond, you know, maybe some of the more dated finishes because they have these updated things. They have this beautiful faucet that is right in front of the kitchen window and they kind of can focus on that. Now, typically, and just out of curiosity, so let's say you come in and you redesign and, and update a home this year. How long does an update like that last before the individual decides they want to put the home on a market? In other words, how long should you wait to put your home on the market and, and still match up the trend to when you list the house? Well, I think, you know, being timeless is important. And unless someone says to me, you know, my daughter loves ballerinas and I want a ballerina bedroom, that's not going to sell the house very well. Um, those yeah. are you can pull out I will probably tell them you know if you do a very saturated pink wall color that's going to be hard for people without children or um, who don't care for that color to look beyond they're going to remember oh there's a pink bedroom I have to repaint so I will guide them mm -hmm. in terms of what's a better neutral trend and we'll put in those accessories you love and you get to take those with you and I try to be very timeless in terms so it's not a a, a set like this is you know the 2021 living room it, it should be a little bit more timeless and that's why stagers will tell people go neutral go a little bit more neutral go a little bit more generic than you necessarily would like because more people will relate to a more neutral palette if you do something super taste specific you're narrowing the pool of buyers who can relate to that home when you do decide to sell um, so my advice to people is be taste specific in your accessories, those things you can pull out, those pillows and throws and artwork that we can replace for you, but be a little more neutral in the scale and size of the furniture that you know, you're purchasing in an attempt to sell the home and then to move when it's time. You mentioned uh, earlier uh, consultation. So how would a consultation work with you? Let's say someone has decided that they either wanna update the look of their home or list. How could they go about, um, well, before we go into how they can go about getting in touch with you, talk a little bit about how the con consultation process works. Without a doubt, I have to say that's the most value-based, um, without sounding too salesy, but honestly, it's the most important thing you can do because it's all the information, and it's all in writing, and there are links to things that people can do on their own. I walk through the house just like a buyer will, and I look for opportunities. I look at what they have. I tell them exactly what they can do to maximize every single room. I may look at a room very, very differently than the way they've been looking at it. I know where to neutralize. I know where to put a little more punch. I'll pull in accessories that they hadn't thought of, might be up in a bedroom, but it will look better you know, in the living room. Um, look at that desk in the corner. That would be great in the living room to show a space because you don't have a dedicated workspace here. So I give them all that information. I tell them where to attack deferred maintenance. We all get used to those things that, you know, those quirky things in our house, but there might be a mirror that really needs to be replaced in the bathroom or a particular, some lighting that is super easy to replace. And I'll give them links to, you know, very um, consumer friendly ways that they can actually do it. And then I give them access to all of my, uh, you know, preferred professionals who I work with. So that's about two to three hours. It depends on the size of the house. It can be an hour, but I walk through the whole house with them. I show them what to do. And then I send them a report and that can be done a year before, two years before, because then you get to enjoy some of those updates. 
it's really, you know, I, I'm sensitive to the fact that this is a very fast market. So I'm getting a lot of these referrals a week or two before. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to tell you to do, you know, everything here is the best idea. And especially if they're living in the house, I'm really good at workarounds. If they say, nope, we have kids, we have to be homeschooling right now. I'm sure you see this too. Uh, right. In there are, you know, 15 places that people are zooming. I've seen people bring in outdoor tables in the middle of the living room. I've seen really creative things, but I explained to them, you can't have this while, you know, you know, this is going to be sold very quickly. John's going to come in here. He's going to, all you have to do is have this ready for pictures and a couple of open houses. Let's just put it in the garage for now. He's not taking pictures of the garage and you can pull it right back in. So that's what a consultation is. It's a super workaround what you have. Here are links to a few things that you can do. If you don't want to do those, I'm sort of their, their cheerleader. I'm their consult. They can text, email, and right. call and say, okay, I tried it this way. What do you think? And I, I love to help people, you know, be creative. I'm, I'm a mom myself, and I know with four kids home, some in college, some Zooming, some younger ones, um, it's a challenge. So, I, you know, I have a lot of creative ways they can work around. And we have Lori Barrett checking in from Home Smart First Class Realty this morning. She's a managing broker. Good morning, Lori. Thank you for uh, checking in. Uh, finally, Nancy, can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you if either they are looking to update their home or they are ready to list and they want to stage? Sure. Um, probably the best way is just go on our website, showhousehomestaging.com, or email me at nancy at showhousehomestaging.com. Um, I'm very responsive. I love to talk to people. I'm more than happy to do a discovery call and just they can tell me about the project and this is when we're going to list or we're not listing. This is what we're looking for. There's no cost to just connect with me um, and I'd be happy to help them. Well, Nancy, I want to say thank you for taking the time on this Sunday morning to uh, join us. It was a very informative uh, show this week. Uh, you certainly enlightened me, and I know you enlightened our listeners to how the staging process works and how styling and redesigning works. Let's do this again soon. I would love to do that. Thanks, John. Thank you, Nancy. I appreciate your time. Have a good rest of your day. You as well. Bye-bye.